Are you in need of pampering? Do you know another bride that needs pampering? I mean, who doesn't need pampering? Look, let's be honest with you. I need pampering right now. I have access to this stuff and I'm not using it. We need to look after ourselves. We need to relax. So that's why I'm giving you the opportunity to win a bridal pamper pack valued at over $200 and it features, oh, so many lovely things from Clinique and Vichy. I like saying it, Vichy, very French, it's Vichy. Very, uh premium products in this bridal pamper pack for my premium listeners if you want to enter simply visit save the date podcast.com slash contest it's so easy your dad could do it not that i'm encouraging i mean maybe your dad likes a bit of pampering i'm not questioning it i just yeah okay Welcome to the Save the Date Wedding Podcast with your host, Alicia McCormack. Alicia will keep you on budget and on track so you can plan your big date without the big price tag. Actually, who am I to judge whether your dad deserves pampering or not? Everyone deserves pampering if they have access to pampering. I say pamper. It's definitely the word of the day, isn't it? Pamper. Have you had a crappy New Year's Eve? Bloody hell, I know I have. Actually, thinking about this episode, I was trying to remember a really good New Year's Eve. And this is no disrespect to the people that I've hung out with for the past 33 years on New Year's Eves. But I don't really remember an amazing one. One that lived up to the expectations of what New Year's Eves are supposed to be about or what we've seen on television or stories of amazing New Year's Eves. I mean, I think you always go back to 2000. I don't really know anyone that had a memorable 1999 print style 2000. We put so much pressure on that night. You know, the build up. I quit a job. This is true. I quit a waitressing job because they said you need to work on New Year's Eve 1999. And I'm like, there is no way in hell I am missing out on that party because my kids, my future children are going to ask, hey, mum, what were you doing in 1999? And you know what? I'd love to be able to say, future child, I had the best night of my life. It was so memorable. I was with a whole bunch of people. We just had such fun. But in reality, I went to a friend's house and a bunch of people at the party said, oh, we're going to do acid. Now, I was not one of them. I really like my brain the way it is. So I chose not to. I had a couple of drinks. But in the end, there were quite a few people in that group that did not have a good time on the acid. And my friend Karen and I ended up sort of chaperoning these people that were tripping off their nuts. So when I tell my future children about celebrating U2000, it won't be about having a fabulous time and, you know, exceeding the expectations. It will be about watching someone think that they had monkeys coming out of their brains. Not quite what I was hoping for. So today, (laughs) this is my segue for you, talking about weird acid trips. Today, we're going to talk about expectations. And I don't want to get all hard-ass on you because I'm guessing that there are a few people out there listening that are already being hard-ass on themselves because that's what expectations do to you. It's really hard to hit them. And when you don't, you can be really hard on yourself or your partner or your family. I mean, we've all seen bridezillas with those psycho bitches. I mean, that is expectations. And perhaps a couple of women that need to spend some time in the naughty corner. Ladies, especially when it comes to weddings, have expectations that sometimes develop in childhood. This is the this is the society we live in where we, we raise girls to say, and what sort of wedding do you want to have? 
And more often or not, the answer is going to be, I want a princess wedding or I want to wear a beautiful white dress, not saying... I don't mind if I have a wedding where it may rain and I need to stick to my budget and I have to be realistic about numbers. (laughs) That's not going to happen. You're not teaching kids to go and make sure you have a small guest list or you'll be in debt for the next five years. Although maybe that would be a good thing to teach kids the reality. That's coming from Mrs. Scrooge here. So when I was trying to think about who would be the ideal guest to come on and talk about expectations... Someone who could get out her shearer sword and just slice through all of the nonsense. If you don't get what shearer sword is, we're probably in the wrong generation. I just say quietly. And if you don't know who shearer is, then you're going to have to spend some time right now before we go on and Google her. Because she's amazing. Okay? She's He-Man's sister. The lady with the proverbial sword that I want to talk to about expectations today, who is an expert in her area, who creates a beautifully beautifully lovely blog called London Bride is Charlie Beard. I featured Charlie a couple of weeks ago in my Meet the Blogger episode and it was very popular. And why not have a bit more time with Charlie, especially in her area of expertise and that is wedding planning as well as writing the blog. She became a wedding planner. She was like me. She used to work in television and decided that she loved the wedding industry so much that she wanted to be in it 24-7. Lady knows her stuff. Take it from me. She's organized weddings. She's written about weddings and she isn't afraid to tell it like it is. And that I really respect. So let's head to the interview and hear what Charlie has to say about wedding expectations. Are we or have we entered into a period of extreme, unmanageable, unrealistic expectations surrounding weddings? Straight up. Yeah. Yeah, we we are. And I think actually not even just in weddings I think in life and I think it because of that it's it's had a knock-on effect to two weddings which is the ultimate in let's face it what people want to achieve in perfection it is definitely from social media and whilst I am a huge lover and advocate of it it has certainly caused this effect and it's a negative side of 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 all these useful tools that are useful but have taken things to a, a kind of different place now Things like Pinterest, Instagram, you know, what you've got to remember is, is you're, you're just purely seeing an image. It's, it's so specific and it, 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 they're, they're there to be visually appealing. So the second you see that, that image, you just go, that's beautiful, pin it. You're taking things at face value. So you're seeing a picture, but you're not seeing anything behind that picture. So, you know, that beautiful table, for example, that you, you pinned on Pinterest and you take to all your suppliers and be like, this is what I want. Um, you know, that, that was a probably in, you know, the States set outside in a lovely sunny you know kind of outdoor you know venue uh which would never happen here it's also you never seen the kind of the team behind it and and actually the budget behind it and the fact that maybe the stylist has spent four hours working on just those six play settings um and probably at you know 500 pounds you know per table of six so when someone then tries to you know think that they can have that for their wedding it's great as inspiration but it's it's not realistic it's not it's not fully achievable having said that of course everything is achievable if you have the budget and and, uh, uh, you know most things can be possible but you know a lot of people don't and I think that is the problem it's what you're seeing is very high levels of of beautiful uh you know inspiration and actually what people have in terms of time 
money and 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 even suppliers you know it's not they're not matching up so i think a lot of the problem is 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 that kind of mismatch of expectations it is all about visual it's not about the realistic or logistics and i think a lot of wedding blogs even forget to talk about logistics because um you know you might see a beautiful wedding in a in a you know a festival wedding in a in a field and um, you know, and I'm often wondering, how did that 80 year old gran, you know, get to that teepee? Yes. And I'm like, why doesn't someone talk about that? Um, Can we just stop and say, <laughs> what the fuck, a teepee and a wedding? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Have you not seen these? Okay. Oh, there's a whole blog. There's a whole blog dedicated to festival weddings. Well, I will be linking to that. <laughs> it's good. Is it? So, okay, because see, a festival experience, can I just remind <laughs> listeners of a genuine festival experience? Now, I pretend. This is part of, I think, again, this expectation comes mm-hmm. back. I pretend I love going to concerts and music festivals. <laughs> but when I get, I buy the ticket, I spend my $90 or pounds, and, and then I get there and go, why am I here? I hate mud. I hate people. I like hate people. loud noise. I hate loud noise. <laughs> I hate people touching me. Hate the I rain. Hate rain. I hate not knowing if you know if you're driving to a festival, if you're ever going to get home on a not Sunday Not being able night. to go to the toilet. Not being able to go to the toilet. <laughs> and if you do, it smells like festive poo. Yeah. I hate <laughs> eating crappy truck food. But my expectations, because mm-hmm. I've looked at a website which has got, you know, I think also I like to look at the Glastonbury pics of all the celebrities who yeah. wear their beautiful yeah. gumboots. Yeah, in their VIP area. Exactly. Yeah. And you've got Kate Moss in a lovely outdoor clothes and she's made six outfit changes. Mm-hmm. That's not my festival experience. No. No, I think uh, there, there's the, the festival wedding is taking elements of the festival. Although <laughs> the festival wedding that I planned, it, you know, it, it did go wrong. It absolutely chucked it down. Um, and that, you are, that's completely out it's of completely your out of your control. control. And I mean, you know, we had a vague plan B, um, but plan Bs are often quite expensive. And when people go, but I may not use it or I may not may not need it. So that's always a problem. It's like, yeah, but if you do, you, you know, it's money well spent. And that that is always a deciding, uh, you know, it's always a, a difficult deciding factor for brides. If you're really not, you know, if you're not 100% going to use something, then why would you spend money on it? So sometimes a lot of people don't even have the plan B. And so when it goes wrong, it you know, it can go really wrong. But, but when it goes wrong and they don't have the plan B, even if you've suggested to have the plan B, mm-hmm. it's still up to you to find Yeah, it. sadly, Muggins here is, uh, <laughs> is, is left with it all. But I'm a bit sort of weird in that sense that I kind of thrive on on uh, problem solving and I guess that's part of why I do what I do um, don't get me wrong I don't particularly like problems but you know it's it's you know it's kind of when you get that adrenaline and you go into that mode and you switch it's a bit like someone working well okay I was going to say A&E obviously very different scenario but it's that sort of you know you're used to you resuscitate yeah, weddings you know? no I like that let's <laughs> use it because it is true I think because I have had to yeah yeah there's so many factors riding on what you do that you you can't let people down so you are the one person that has to make things happen Mm. um whether it's you know whether you have to go into doing things yourself or you know uh, delegating to other people and making sure and that's why it's so important to have a good a good team on board um for me is because you know when when things do go a little bit pear-shaped everybody knows what to do everyone's professional enough to manage that situation and to be to be honest that is kind of sometimes what you pay for when you're playing for someone with experience is that they know what to do if things go or 
they won't ever let it get to that point. So, um, or you won't let them see that it's happened. Quite, yeah, I mean, a lot of the time they don't. <laughs> <laughs> Some of my brides might be thinking, weddings have gone wrong that you've done. Mm, yeah, I mean, you know, stuff does. Um, I'm not going to lie. You know, things, you know, life isn't perfect, yeah. and um, I'm not perfect. Obviously, I know you're. You know, brides are putting a lot of money into into their wedding day, and a lot of people are going to be there, and you want it to be amazing. And I think having it to be amazing and having it to be perfect are two different things. I often think like what are the best nights out they're the ones that you haven't really planned they're the ones that haven't put too much thought into it because the ones where you plan everything to perfection and things don't quite reach those expectations you're always a little bit disappointed so it's like every new year's eve quite it's it's like a big new year's eve and i you know for that very reason i don't like new year's eve because every time i've paid a load of money or i've traveled somewhere really far bought an expensive outfit got my hair done I've kind of either fallen asleep at 10 o'clock or... It's, it's a big anticlimax, I think, New Year's Eve. And similarly to your wedding day, I wouldn't ever want a bride's expectations to be so far unrealistic that actually on the day they weren't, they weren't delivered. But that is always where, you know, having a wedding planner is that every single aspect of their day will be met to their expectations because I would never have allowed them to do something that wasn't possible or wouldn't look... If we've only got two hours to set up, I'm never going to tell them that that table setting is going to look like the one on Pinterest because, you know, they'd have had six hours to do that and I'll probably have 40 minutes. So how do you call expectations but still go, hey, we're going to have a fantastic day? It's, it's so hard. I mean, I'd probably be one of those people. I mean, you all want something amazing and in this day and age we haven't we haven't got those budgets so it is about it's about I sound like a teacher here but it is about education it's about telling them because they've never planned a wedding before it's not their fault that the weddings that you know wedding magazines and the blogs are giving them these impressions you know it's my job to kind of educate them into and to guide them and advise them in the in the ways you know how they can plan their wedding and taking each element and making sure that they they get as much as they can and as much as they want but in a kind of realistic way Alicia's from Australia, the land down under with kangaroos, koalas, and weird phrases that no one else understands. Sometimes I just nod along to make her feel better. So each week, we thought we'd take a moment to translate some Australianisms. Today's phrase is show pony. Show pony is one of the easiest things to describe and used quite often in Australian culture, and that is someone that is nice to look at but doesn't have a lot going on upstairs. Probably you'd say a lot of the cast from The Real Housewives are show ponies. I love you, Real Housewives. I do. I really do. I'm sorry if that whispering was creepy going straight into your brain. Show pony. If someone calls you a show pony, it's sort of a criticism, but it's also a little bit of a compliment because it means you're strutting around looking pretty good, but you're probably as dumb as a bag of rocks. So, you know... Take it or leave it, show pony. Use it in the workplace this week. The way I see expectations are emotional expectations so that you can't plan emotive moments. They just no. happen. Yeah, and that's the beauty of them. Yeah. Yeah, and they are, they're kind of like, you know, they're the, the bits that you'll remember on the day. I think sometimes people do tend to want to force things to happen I really want to make sure everyone's on the dance floor well we can definitely get a great DJ and get some cool lights 
and you know play your playlist but ultimately it's a natural thing if 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 they're enjoying if everyone's enjoying themselves of course they'll be on the dance floor but sometimes the more you force something formal it is and actually the less people you know people feel a bit restricted and like they're being forced to do something and then they'll shy away from it so yeah and it is a big fear it would be a big fear for me but yeah I had one couple and the dance floor was empty and she blamed the DJ when it was their playlist he was one of the best DJs I've ever worked with it was just that people just didn't fancy dancing they'd eaten a big meal and they just they were just giving it a bit of cool time in the end they were up on the dance floor by the end and it was great but things do start off slow sometimes on the dance floor people don't eat a three-course meal and then suddenly <laughs> want to go I want and to do swing uh, the macarena yeah. exactly not that I would ever play the macarena at a wedding I'd just like well it. look <laughs> each to his and her own this is true um, and, and emotions on the day I think like, yeah, yeah. what's really lovely about weddings is that I think sometimes people get carried away in the organisation of it thinking about moving people here and there and the, and the meal and, and the speeches that they then on the day just forget actually how emotional and special it is yeah. um, that the small things like well actually the big thing like the ceremony it's very rarely discussed with me because a lot of a lot of my clients will you know have a registry office um, or civil ceremony um, and you know it's 20 minutes and you know, you go there and they go, oh, we'll have our ceremony and then on to the rest of the day. And I, and then at the end of the day, they're just like, I cannot believe how amazing the ceremony was and how special it was yeah. and how beautiful it was. And Is I think... sort of the point of the day? Of course it's the point of the day. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm always just like, I mean, sure, you don't need the... You don't necessarily need lots of flowers and bells and whistles around a ceremony because it is because it is just you to you know making your vows and promises um and that in itself is i'm sounding corny but that is beautiful that is the whole point and that's what people want to come and see that's why your guests want to be there is to see you both do that but i think it's it's such a small percentage of a bride's time to think of that and then on the day it's actually a nice surprise at how special it was and then sometimes the things that they've spent ages planning you know such as you know the table decorations they barely even see or notice because I hope they're having so much fun and chatting and eating that's not even a it's sometimes not even something that they think about on the day. So I think it's just about I think it's about leaving a little bit of the day up to being organic. It's kind of you want a little bit of not spontaneity necessarily, but there's got to be some elements of the day that it's just should be, should be natural. Yeah. yeah. And um, even with the speeches, you know, some people are so strict going, no, they can't have over five minutes. But if your dad's saying something really lovely and a little story about you being a little girl, you're not going to cut him off. You won't want to cut him off. You'll want to hear it. It's, it's, that's part of it. And it's just from people's experiences that maybe it's not that special to them. But when you're the bride on that day, those are the little bits that will be special to you. Talking about... Um time expectations it's one day mm-hmm. sometimes it's four days some people yeah. have made these events yeah. bloody long yeah yeah they don't want to let go do people get so connected with going this is my day to get dressed up this is my day to have people taking photos of me mm-hmm. this is my day for the attention mm-hmm. that we do lose a little bit of yeah we get a bit carried away because we don't get a chance to dress up and and look amazing and and have all these things in one day it's it is a it is a luxury i mean a wedding can be a, a real luxury of course you know a wedding could cost 200 pounds if you want to just go down the registry office and that's it but of course most of us don't want that we do want something special it's a huge moment in in someone's life and you know because you have it's the bringing together of of everyone which let's be honest we do very rarely i mean um, I remember even when I threw my engagement party, that felt amazing because I hadn't 
I didn't even really want to throw one. It was really casual, by the way. It was just like drinks. But um, it was just at one moment in my life where pretty much, you know, everyone that I loved was was together. And actually, that is what made it special. Um, I mean, sure, we had some nice cocktails, but... Sure, it, sure, of course. But, <laughs> but, um, but that is, you know, that is... And that's... I think that's why people want it to be amazing because a lot of, you know, even my clients, they want it to be amazing for their guests. And sometimes they make... They're almost so selfless that they think more about others and making sure they have a good time and then actually what they want as well. So it is, it, you know, I'm always like, but what do you want, you know? And and I think obviously wedding blogs are definitely kind of championing championing that because you've obviously got family politics and you've got parents that like to get involved and in-laws. And sometimes, you know, the pressure for the couple is is huge because they're actually not planning the wedding that they want either. So I think wedding planners are sort of mediators. Yeah, yeah, middleman. Yeah. You are the middleman yeah. between the business side of it, but also bringing in the emotional elements, sure. and then the crazy in-laws <laughs> and crazy families who are yeah. just twisting. and crazy bridesmaids sometimes. Oh, yeah. please, let's talk. <laughs> yeah, no, I've I've had a, I've had a couple, but I think the, the couple are everyone's so excited for them that they all want to be involved. And, uh, you know, I've been to meetings when the couple have barely said anything. And, of course, the mum or the, you know, the sisters rabbited on. And I'm like, hold on, let's let's just... All great ideas sometimes. But, you know, I sort of think, is this what, what they want? Or yeah. is this what, what they think that they want? So it is always about bringing it back to them. And I'm always like, but what do you want? You know, what do you like? And what would you rather? And, you know, if this, you know, this is your day, what do you want to eat? What do you want to sit down and taste? You know, you, do, do you want the, you know, the, the five course meal that you, you know, your mum would like to to do because she likes throwing dinner parties or because you like going to the pub, do you just want to roast? You know, it's kind of, um, and, and I think that's hard for them. It's, 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 it's very hard for them. You know, when you're younger, you want to be a big princess and have a big princess wedding. And as I get older, I just want it to be small, intimate and with people that I actually want to be there. And there's no point panicking on your wedding day. You want to enjoy your wedding day. I think a lot of people freak out and don't enjoy it in the end. It's very stressful, isn't it, wedding days? You want it to be really perfect. So, yeah, plan it, absolutely plan it to, to the last minute if you can. But nothing can be perfect. You should just enjoy it, though, shouldn't you? If you've got it planned, then you can relax and then enjoy it. What has been your favourite part of the wedding planning process so far? Eating the cake. That's my that's my favourite answer. Why? I mean, eating the cake. Well, I would probably have said planning our future together, but <laughs> cake's also good. You're wrong. It's eating the cake. Subscribe to the newsletter to get your exclusive excerpt of Alicia's budget-busting wedding planning book, Smart Wedding, absolutely free. I actually did a, a really quick survey the other day asking readers how they like to see weddings because, you know, in the States, pretty much every blog post is just focused on details. You barely even see a guest. And to me, well, it's not a wedding. It's it's you might as well have just thrown a really nice party for two and and, and invite <laughs> really the photographer really expensive one two. and just invite the photographer to document it. Um I mean, I know they're there to. I know we're there to to provide inspiration, but I think there's definitely ways of doing both. And actually, I see a lot of the other UK blogs now are starting to include, you know, a lot more real photos. I call them real. I mean, like real moments. Uh, so they may not be beautiful in terms of visually perfect. 
but you know the flower girl you know bawling her eyes out I find hilarious oh, you know and that is and real because it's a three year old what the hell do yeah, you expect this kid to do quite and actually how fun is that photo going to be when they're you know 18 <laughs> and that comes out and the story comes up oh well you didn't behave on the wedding day and everyone was talking about you and you cried all your way through the speeches those are the things that are going to be talked about yeah. and I I've been thinking about that a lot recently is these little things that sometimes aren't perfect are actually definitely what gets talked about hopefully you know in in a kind of light-hearted way obviously anything that really drastically goes wrong isn't isn't what anyone would would hope but the small things like someone tripping over or your dress ripping or I had recently a bus getting completely lost and ending up when it was supposed to be in the city in South London. Great. In a bus depot. A long way away for people that don't live in London. Yeah, but you know what? They're talking about it and it's they're, they're all having a laugh over it and they, they remember that wedding. Not, I mean, obviously they remember it was a beautiful wedding other than that because it was stunning, but it was a fun thing to talk about and I think actually we're losing sight of that. You know, when you go for a drink afterwards, you're talking about the gossip and, and someone who, who did those terrible moves on the dance floor. You're not... You're not necessarily talking about how beautiful, you know, the bouquet was. No, it's so right. And one of my favourite memories from our wedding was actually we hired a venue and it was a it's a, a, a private house and we basically had to set it all up ourselves. Charlie, you would have been great. We needed you because <laughs> bloody hell by the end of it, I was, was tired. Sick. But at the end of the night, it slept 16 people. So we put all our guests on a bus and we had, well, it was actually about 20 people. We ended up camping out in this house yes, and sir. we had drinks afterwards some frangelico and lime, one of my favourites, and <laughs> we bought a little some snacks and things. And there was a big open fire because it was the middle of winter. Lovely. And one of the photos was a candid photo taken probably on an iPhone of me warming my bum Love in it. my wedding dress. I'll put it in the show notes so people can see this photo. See? And that's a moment yeah. right there. That's one of the moments. And I love a, a lot of the photographers at the moment um, that I work with, they capture those. And yeah. I, I, I really, you know, I, I really admire that. Um, you know, there's been some quite, you know, quite a lot of controversy over some blog posts that photographers have done where they've, uh, one of them in particular took a photo of a carpet and, you know, they, they received a whole load of negative feedback about why would you want that photo in your wedding album? But the photo was was so much more than that. It was the house that the the bride, you know, had grown up in. It was, um, you know, the stairs that she walked down every day. It it was, there was, there's sometimes, you know, there's stories behind those photos. And um, again, back to the social media, you're only seeing the very kind of front end of things. You're not really seeing the more in-depth things. Mm. And a wedding is so, you know, there's so many layers to it um, and to your lives that, that, you want your wedding to reflect that and not just be purely sort of on the surface level. When was the time when things really went wrong and you fixed it? Yeah, there's there's been a few little hiccups. Um, and I, sometimes I think, thank goodness I was there. Like, um, well, recently I had a registrar pass out on me, which was... Um, Fully unconscious? Yeah, yeah, she fell off her chair. And a registrar for our American people is the celebrant. It's the celebrant, yeah, the, the person that actually legally needs to marry the bride and groom. Did you just um, pick her hand up? <laughs> just need you to sign this yeah, with her lifeless I just hand? Forged her lie. Oh my goodness. Yeah, um, and, it, and it was the moment the bride was about to walk down the aisle. It was, uh, you know, unusually hot day in the UK, which... None of us are used to. There was no one really that that could help us, so I made sure she she um made sure that we stored the bride, went and put her in a cool place, got her a glass of water, fanned her myself, um, 
and uh yeah i mean unfortunately it did mean we were we were a little late but um that was that was a close call i'm not sure uh, i was starting to worry maybe i should uh, have trained as a celebrant and got my license for for um you know and marriage ceremonies celebrant <laughs> also some sort of emergency services work, <laughs> yeah first yeah aid. i mean i have done first aid but um <laughs> yeah luckily that's um that hasn't come into play um but i have i've sewn bride's dresses back together looked after small children when they've been misbehaving um the, the duties of a wedding planner are there is there is no job too big or too small for a wedding planner you uh yeah you do it all you heal you stitch things together <laughs> all in the uh, basic knowledge of everything i might add best budget tip best budget tip have fewer guests absolutely it's the only one that um that really reduces your costs because you can then have a smaller venue you then have less food less drink less stuff and actually when you when you reduce your numbers you can do nicer things for those guests rather than trying to do something okay for you know 150 people you know bring it down to 80 and and make it slightly more special that's yeah number one that's definitely the number one budget tip charlie beard london bride a beautiful website and I cannot encourage people more wherever you are in the whole wide yep. world to go and visit thank you send her an email because she loves getting emails <laughs> I, I like getting emails that aren't uh, aren't about money or uh, uh, or about something that I haven't done so yeah if you want to just send me an email and just say hi then that's okay and a tweet you're great on yeah, the Twitter yeah love, love my Twitter and Twitter's good because you can hit them back straight away and they're not asking you to write 14 paragraphs yeah I think that's what I like about Twitter is I often do that you know when I'm in between you know traveling or or, you know, on a on a even multitasking on a on a conference call. Um, you know, I, I I do often respond to tweets because it's at moments that I can, that, you know, that I can actually, you know, might not have access to my emails. So it's often a good way to get in contact with with myself or any other bloggers. Actually, uh, you know, social media for all its pros and cons. That's definitely a pro. A lot of the social media and bloggers mm-hmm. out there, they're really approachable. And if you just send them an email yeah. or a tweet or an Instagram or a Facebook or all the other bloody yeah. social media, yeah. they will get they will get back to you. Yeah, I mean, I think part of part of being a blogger is is interaction, and you know, your readers are why you exist. So um, a lot of them do like to help, and if they can't personally help, they'll certainly RT or tweet, or or you know, they might tag someone that they might think can help, or you know it's it's just nice to hear from people and mm. um you know it's 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 a whole community it's a nice one and i will say this because i know charlie's too polite to say this uh but don't be just tweeting saying can i have all your vendor supply lists <laughs> and do this because that is your job yeah don't take yeah. advantage be polite. Uh, yeah. yeah i mean but but in a, in a way i would rather you have someone good than uh you know you just googling oh. and doing potluck but um yeah i think that's always the balance with the blog is that um, you know, whilst I like to show inspiration and things, it's it's definitely um, a job in itself, planning a wedding, as anyone planning a wedding will know. So hopefully that is where I come in and hopefully they can manage to um, be inspired by both. I think absolutely. And you can follow all of, I'm going to put up all of Charlie's details, all your millions of links <laughs> and emails and blogs and wonderful things in the show notes this week and more information. And some of Charlie's uh, tips that we haven't covered today will also be in the show notes. So thank you so much for coming on the wedding Thank podcast. you for having me. My pleasure.